What up, everyone? This is the EdTech Pod Squad. We are celebrating our initial podcast. So we've got uh, five EdTech coaches in the state of Missouri that are, in my humble opinion, uh, pretty phenomenal. So uh, we just thought that we would be nice to have a sit-down conversation with each other about everything we're doing EdTech within our districts, within our region, and share that with you guys to maybe help benefit you guys. So uh, we're going to run through some things on this episode, and it's going to be messy because it's our first one, including whoever's like got a bag of chips in the background, you know, so it's, it's going <laughs> to be what it is. So maybe it's my microphone, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, if you are uh, not familiar with the date, because depending on when you listen to this and when we get it posted, but it is the 21st of February. And last week, we had the 35th annual METC conference uh, in St. Louis or St. Charles, Missouri, technically. So, um, we're going to kind of have a little discussion on how that went, what we pulled away from it, how we're taking it back to our district, and that kind of thing. So, that's where we're going to begin. So, everyone. How was the 35th conference? What do we think? Hey, Jonathan, you think we can maybe just whip around and introduce and say who we are and get started that way? Hey, you know, that's probably not a bad thing to do to start off. You know, being the pro, I tend to forget <laughs> things like that. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. And I'm not going to start with myself. So let's go ahead and go ladies first. And we'll go with Aaron. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Aaron Lawson, and I'm the district technology coach in the Orchard Farm School District, and we are out in St. Charles, Missouri. Fantastic. Uh, I'll go next. So, um, my name is Josh Howard. I work uh, in the Fulton Public School District, and my position is as an instructional uh, technology uh, integration specialist. So, I am basic. You'll probably find out through these conversations, all of us do the same stuff, but we all have different titles. But my job is also instructional coach in using technology with teachers, mentoring and leadership. And hey, everyone, I am JP Presavento. I serve the Fox School District in Arnold, Missouri as the instructional technology coordinator. So I'm like a third coach, a fake administrator and bunch of other stuff too fake administrator i like that that sounds like my job fake administrator <laughs> we always say that we have a lot we have influence but no authority is that like where they want you to do the work of an administrator but they don't want to pay you like an administrator because it's a that's like my job bit. yes okay <laughs> but you're in you're in the office on an ice day so hey you're kind of like an administrator something like that yeah yeah so and i'm jonathan lee i am an instructional specialist with metc itself and i also work for the st louis rpdc so if it's got an acronym i probably work for it um metc being the midwest education technology community and rpdc being the regional professional development center for the state of missouri um and so we do have a fifth coach with us uh on this particular team her name is sam harnessy knoll and she is an ed tech coach out in the wentzville school district in um, St. Charles County, and she just was not able to make it today, but she may pop on. She's not sure, um, and so she does. We will welcome her when she gets here. Otherwise, you'll see her on our next episode. All right, so I've done my due diligence of introducing everybody, right? Are we ready to move on to? Oh, uh, yeah, let's push in, man. Let's push. <laughs> All right, on with the show. So uh, takeaways from the MTC conference. What are some things, uh, what's new? Because our first segment we're going to call uh, is what's new. And so did you guys pull away anything from the conference that you um, 
maybe hadn't thought of before or uh, just hadn't a chance to see or what? What's, what's going on? I went to a session uh, from Kelly Martin in the Hancock Place School District, and uh, she was talking about this thing called Boost EDU, uh, something where teachers can kind of basically do like a survey and, and see where they are on the SAMR model. At least that's what it seemed like. I, I have not had a chance to explore it yet, but I want to explore that. Um, there were a couple of, of other teachers in that session from Orchard Farm too, and so we are all going to get together and check it out together and see what it's all about. It looks pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. Boost EDU. Um, thanks, Sharon. So uh, another one that I went to in, um, I actually, I always go to the pre-conference workshops because I think those are like the bomb. But um, uh, Sadie Lewis did one on design with Google. And uh, I think design is something that even if we think it's a priority, we, 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 Import we make students use a lot of design and the things they do, but as teachers, we often forget that like our stuff should look good and we need to think more about the way we engage people. And I, I reflect on that a lot as a coach who creates stuff that other people look at a lot and sometimes that stuff can be boring. So I got I was really motivated from that session and it made me think a lot more about uh, the choices I make when I create things that other people are going to look at. Because when it all boils down to it, you get judged on that too. So like if your slides are boring, if your handouts are boring, stuff like that does have a larger impact. And so we want people to be more um, authentic and interesting with the way they create stuff. We should do the same thing as teachers. I agree with that totally too, because, you know, even with, I always try with our, with PD and things like that to have like themes and try to really get into it because it makes all of it fun. When, when the design of it looks really good. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember uh, talking to you about that after, and Sadie afterwards, and um, I walked in that particular pre-con just kind of taking pictures and taking numbers, that kind of thing, and saw that, you know, it's it's not designed nice to have bullet points anymore. I'm like, what? Well, I love the bullet points. Or so easy. Can't be centered yeah. or all this other needs to be, you know, use the whole photography uh, grid and that kind of thing. Well, I guess that makes sense. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it definitely has caused me to rethink um, how to do the, the presentations. And I think it really comes down to just um, how much time you want to put into it because the bullets are easy. It's, it's a setting that you just, start clicking on well yeah okay it's boom done and then you know the design part is hard and so that's why right. we always tend to forget about that like and, and uh, go to go along with that like it can your bullet points and templates can be like a crutch for your information like you can you could be a great presenter but if you throw your information up on bullet points your brain just naturally wants to just kind of run through that stuff and read it off and you kind of forget the story or the narrative that you can build by presenting well so that's been something that's made me, that brought me a long way as a presenter is remembering if I can just kind of set a nice background with a slide or a presentation design, I need to rely more on my expertise and my words and my ability to engage with people to actually teach them and train them well. Well said. So when I think about the, when I think about the design stuff, um, I like, there's one thing that I always say to folks, mostly in my department here at Fox, but um, I remind people that slides don't cost anything, right? <laughs> that we don't, you know, you don't need seven bullet points, seven words of bullet point. You can 
those Google slides, they're all free. You don't have to pay for them. You just, <laughs> right. you just keep adding those slides to your, to your presentation. Yeah. A couple of years ago, Ken Shelton, I think he did a keynote at METC one year, and he was a featured speaker before that. And I went to a session of his on kind of slide design. It totally changed the way I thought about like delivering presentations and what that information needs to look like. And it's just, I think we could do a whole episode on that probably. So oh, totally. I, yeah, that like the, that, sh that should be on the, in the hopper for sure. Put that in the idea bank. Yeah, absolutely. When I'm thinking about my uh, takeaways from the conference, um, I went to a session, it was the end of the day on Wednesday, and it was about um, Googling in math class. And I want to remember who it was. Um, but it was just really neat to kind of, you know, as a ed tech coach, was part of my role, um, that's an area I know where I struggle is kind of working with math, math teachers and showing them how they can use tech stuff and Google stuff to make their learning a lot more authentic. And it was just like, it was a really eye opening session. And who did that? It was, um, D Lib D Libble from St. Paul. And she just had did an awesome job at the end of the conference on just kind of showing us all these ways we can get our kids thinking and using Google tools to really support that. My other big takeaway from ATC, and I think you guys probably feel feel similar about it, is like for me, like, you know, from a tech coach perspective, this conference is all about like networking and building and developing relationships. Absolutely. Yep. And kind of knowing, you know, talking to the people I already know, meeting new people, knowing kind of when I get back here, what, who I can call for help and who I can reach out to and then, you know, return the favor later on. Yeah, I think that's a huge, huge totally. piece of it. So, uh, I mean, I, I was walking around and I did spend my third, it's my third role, third year in this role. And, um, you know, I, uh, popularity is not the term I want to use, but, you know, walking around and saying hello to everybody. And that's what my friends make fun of. Like, oh, I can't talk to you because people keep on interrupting. I'm like, well, you know, I, 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 it's the networking, like you said. I mean, you get to you get to see right. some people and you don't get to see them often. You get to see them once a year at this conference. And, um, it's great to try to catch up with everybody because like you said, JP, it's, it's a way to reach out because when you get stuck in your Island, uh, whether it's Fox or Fulton or Gorcha farm or whatever, I mean, you, you need someone to reach out to and that network that you create through the conference is huge. So I think that's a great point. Oh, just to like piggyback off what JP said, cause I agree. It's my favorite part of if like, if your conference doesn't provide like tons of networking opportunities, which MET did, METC does a really great job of that. But like the timing of this is always really good for me because February is just where I'm always like really hunkered down with like in my box about like the five things I do every week. Like, you know, and so it's so nice to go and have a challenging conversation with somebody or just hear about a new way of doing something. And also just to get to reconnect with people who are inspiring for me to um, engage me to just work a little bit more and care more about what I'm doing and feel less like a job and more like this great opportunity to try new things and work in innovative ways with, uh, with teachers. I totally agree. I mean, that's how I ended up going out to visit JP yesterday at Fox because, you know, he and I were presenting at the same time at METC and we both wanted to see each other's presentations and talk to each other. And so we're like, well, let's just do it a field trip. <laughs> and, um, and so it was really awesome just to go out there to Fox and meet up with JP and kind of see, you know, what life is like for him there as a tech coach or whatever you're called out there, JP, but, um, <laughs> whatever the long line instructional technology specialist, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was really good. And I, and it was kind of neat too, because um, last Friday, 
the teachers at the middle school here at Orchard Farm, they actually went on field trips themselves and went um, for their PD and went to go visit teachers. So I, it's just really important to go and do those things and, and meet up with people. And I need to come see you sometime too, Josh. Oh yeah, you're welcome. I've been, I've been out your way. So it's, it's, uh, it's your turn. Head on out here. All right. You got it. For <laughs> <laughs> those that are listening, we got, we got Fulton, of course. The, he is the outlier. I'm a bit of an outlier. Uh, That's an okay, hour, though. An hour and a half away. Outlier more than more one, but he's about an hour and, hour, hour and a half away from all of us, except for JP, maybe two hours from JP. But Orchard Farm and Fox are not close together. So um, when she says field trip, she means field trip. That's that's probably what an hour's drive from Orchard Farm to if you go to Fox. If you go to Orchard about Farm, it feels like a field trip. <laughs> hundred mile round trip. That's a long way. Orchard Farm feels far away, even if you live like right down the street. That place, like Orchard Farm, is the most apt name for a school district. Sure it feels is. like a farm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, our next segment, which when we get into this, these episodes, I'm sure we'll have actual fancy transitions and all this stuff like that but right now this is the transition we have so we're going to go into coach's corner and we're sticking on the topic of mbtc so as coaches of your district um how do you take back what you pull we kind of talked about this ended a little bit when we talked about networking uh, but how do we take back what we learn and what we take from mbtc and bring it back to your district well um i'll just start i guess our primary tool is that we um, really encourage other teachers just to be present on our district hashtag on Twitter. And so anything that I see that's interesting, I just share it out to the district. Um, but aside from that, I always do like digests of interesting things, people to connect with. So like if I have a teacher who's teaching high school math and I saw a really great session about a teacher using high school math, something they're doing, I'm going to just try to connect those two people because that's going to be a lot better of a avenue to get that growth from that teacher than me going in and trying to reproduce all that. And that just goes back to the whole networking thing. Like uh, getting teachers together to work on that stuff um, is a lot more of a powerful way. A great example is, uh, uh, well, uh, Elena Liscom, who is Orchard Farm, I believe, right? Yes. Um, at the middle school. And I have a new middle school technology teacher who I went to one of her sessions and I immediately thought I need to just steal everything that she's doing. But instead I went and found my technology teacher and I said, Hey, uh, shoot her an email. I told her to expect like you to take uh, like crib, just all everything that you're doing. So like, this is a great connection for you as a person who's just starting out in a new position with something uh, new that's going to be difficult for you as a newbie but connecting with these people who are like super uh, strong pros with a great background on that will be beneficial. I think that's awesome, Josh. I mean, cause I, I think back when I was in sixth grade, you know, when I, when I taught sixth grade and I like, I really wish that there would have been somebody like that, you know, like you that said, Hey, I found this person that you should, you should hook up with this person to go learn about this thing. You know, I was really just stuck in my classroom and doing my thing. And I think it's really important to have people like that, that can connect you with all of these awesome educators out here right. in the world. Right. Well, I just think like a lot of teachers don't even know, like they don't even know there's people out there doing their job that are, have like a lot of the answers they're looking for. So mm -hmm. It's yeah. nice to have people like us who can be good with the queen. Agreed. And I'll give a shout out to Elena. She she does some amazing work out there. Your Orchard Farm is quite lucky to have her. She uh, basically single handedly took over the Plaker space and and um, at the MTC on Wednesday. They were doing some pretty baller stuff in there. It was cool. Yeah, 
It was pretty cool. And so, uh, you know, with, with the timing of where METC fell this year with it being um, Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day, uh, we had a lot of schools that couldn't come. And so Elena's like, well, you know, we are available. We can come. And so they brought a whole bunch of kids, a whole bunch of awesome things. So thanks for um, her for bringing that out. And if you do not know, I know she's got a website out there. We'll try to get that link somehow, but she does some amazing things. So check her out for sure. Yeah, she does. She rocks. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you for me, like what I got from METC. Well, for, for our teachers. So we had, so we've got um, here at Orchard Farm, we have a district technology committee and there are about 10 people on that committee and um, all of them pretty much for the most part all got to present at METC. So it was a really cool thing for them to, to feel what that was like to present um, outside of the district. And then uh, coming up on March 9th, they actually have a two RPD that they are in charge of to do with their buildings. And so they, learned a lot of great stuff going to METC and they're going to put all of that into their building tech PD coming up pretty soon. So they learned a lot of awesome stuff. It's awesome. I just have to say, I went like Aaron's what you got going on with your people with technology is like my dream. Like you just got a really great team over there and I'm sure it's all because of you. So uh, way to go. Like you, <laughs> you rock. Well, thank you. you know, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> it's, it's not me, but no, they're all, they're all really great people. Just, I, I want to emphasize like how right they're doing it. Like other more districts should have a, have it look like what they're doing because there's some awesome stuff happening there. Anyone who's listening, you can come visit anytime. Flood <laughs> <laughs> you with phone calls and emails. Yeah, and I'm just going to echo one more time what Josh said. Erin was out here in Fox yesterday, and she told me all about her, um, the I'll call the EdTech leader team, and they're just doing some really phenomenal stuff in terms of, like, building capacity for leadership and kind of how that vision starts at the district level and trickles its way down to the buildings. Like, when we take, you know, when I take teams to MATC or to other conferences, like, I always, I'm lucky enough I get to take a team of about 10 every year, Um and what I do, whether I have teachers going to METC or another event, I always ask them to kind of have a focus for their day um, and just kind of look at that focus and try, and try to attend similar sessions and figure out what's the one thing they can take from their learning and work to implement in their, in their classroom. You know, it doesn't have to be the next day. It doesn't have to be in a week. But how can they find one piece of learning, implement in the classroom, get really good at it, and then kind of and then share that out in PD, whether that's with their PLC at a faculty meeting, <clears throat> at a district PD day. But instead, you know, I have a lot of times where people tell me, "Well, I went to a conference and then I had ten minutes of fa a faculty meeting to say everything I learned." And I don't see the real value in that. So, you know, I really kind of work with my teachers. I just sent them a little reflection form uh, this morning asking them kind of what their big takeaway was and what they plan to implement in their class. And I think if we can kind of focus on that one, finding that one thing that you really can focus on and get good at and teach other people, I think that really will make a successful conference for a lot of these folks. Great, great ideas there. I, that means it's very easy to focus on or good idea to focus on one particular topic or and make sure you share that out too. Yeah. That, you know, that's easier said than done, you know, cause a lot of times like, you know, there are 50 different things I want to learn about from, you know, 20 people who are awesome presenters and it, that can be a challenge I think to focus. But I think, I think when we have people who kind of go and they have a focus and they have a reason for being there and are, you know, 
they attend sessions with a purpose to bring something back and try something new in their classroom. And I think that just makes a more, you know, a more worthwhile investment of the time. So I'm curious, like, what do you guys do in terms of like, what, like, do you have, when you send teams, you like do, what kind of follow up do you do or kind of pre-work do you do when you send teams to METC or other events? Well, um, <clears throat> what we do is, I mean, it's, it sounds kind of similar to what you do with, you're going to get 10 minutes and you're going to share at your faculty meeting to the rest of the staff. And I don't necessarily like that model like because for one, like not all of our teachers are presenters, like not all teachers want to be presenters. Like they want to go get information at a conference, but they don't like want to come back and be like the district expert on it, which I think is fair. Uh, one thing that I have started um, at, asking our teachers to do more of is some sort of reflection after a conference, not necessarily a get up and shout it out to off the rooftops what you learned about, but um, uh, we, we're trying to get more of ours to do like a blog or at least like a reflect a place where they can go and write about or record what they did and then just kind of have like a, a database of pe people like, like which people go to which conferences and who you might go to if you have a question or if you want to go get more information or if you're looking for a contact, just, you know, stuff like that. Um, Cause we don't really find that like having them uh, send an email with the bullet points or the, the worst is just sending the slides that you stole from the presentation that you went and saw, <laughs> which is like, I hate that because people do that with my presentations all the time. And I would much rather you shoot me an email and I can have a phone call with you. Um, but yeah, just quit forcing our teachers to share bullet points and a 10 minute digest of something that is a lot more complicated and a lot worthy of a lot more time and reflection than what we give them. Absolutely. So I wonder if maybe something could be done, um, just like a quick flip grid to all of the That's people that idea. went, right? They could respond back and then maybe maybe uh, three choices of some, a way to pick one of those, like um, do you want to present for a little bit of faculty meeting or do you want to meet with your PLC to talk about this, like some choices, but pick one of these that you feel more, most comfortable with and choose that and then present about it, whatever you learned. I mean, um, that's a great idea. What we do is just like a Google form and it's just really informal. It's like, what a, what's the most important takeaway from this session, this conference, X, Y, Z. But I love that like part about would you be comfortable presenting this? Cause man, that like, we don't ask teachers that, but we often forget like the best resources we have for professional development in our school district are the teachers that are already teaching here. So we don't have to pay like big shot guy to come in $2,000 consulting fee. Like, would you just present the stuff that you saw? Like, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, the district I worked for, it was, it was basically known as a requirement that if you went somewhere and it cost district funds, you're going to have to come back and at least do an hour-long faculty meeting or half-day PD on PD day. And that I mean, I know of some coworkers who were like, I don't want to go somewhere because I don't want to come back and present it because I'm not a presenter. So I think – these ideas would be a great alternative for them to complete that task, but not in a presentation type style format. So that's a good idea. I'm going to steal yeah. that flip idea from Aaron. That's, that's good. <laughs> you know, I wish I wouldn't have sent my reflection out yet. Cause I totally would have added that. The funny thing <laughs> yeah. is yeah. Aaron was here yesterday. We were talking about Flipgrid during PLC. So I kind of should have connected the dots a little better. And I did have one, you know, I had one principal email me when I was recruiting folks to go and, you know, I always include, after you have time to, after you go to the conference and you reflect 
and you find your idea and you implement it, I'll ask you to share it out, to find a way to share it out. And she said, well, does he have to present at a district PD day? And I was like, no, I'm, you just need to share. Like, let's just not like keep that wisdom trapped inside your classroom, right. get it out somehow. And you know, for coming from me, when I think about my perspective, it's difficult because I'm like, well, I love talking to people. That's my job. But right. You, know, you got to empathize, I guess, with some of the teachers who maybe that, that's not their their bread and butter. Right. And it takes um, it takes a long time, too, to learn how to do those kind of uh, like to just have presentation skills like what, you know, what, you know, Josh was talking about with, you know, even designing the actual Google slide presentation itself. And, um, you know, that's something we've been working with with our committee is, you know, adult learning styles and what's the best way to teach to the people that you that are in your building and all of that. There's so much more behind just presenting about technology than um, than what we really even think about, you know. And so that would freak some teachers out if they have have never, ever presented PD ever, even yeah, like. Like you put a bullet point on the next faculty meeting agenda. So-and-so is going to share out everything they learned at a three-day conference. It's like, no, what? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not prepared for that at all. Like, that's what, that's what people feel like. Like, um, like JP said, like, I present all the time, but I'm really comfortable doing that. Our teachers, for the most part, are not. So we have to really be aware of that. Absolutely. Any final closing thoughts on METC takeaways, how you bring it back to your district, anything like that? I just thought METC was great. I love the Back to the Future references. That was pretty cool. <laughs> you worked those, I, I watched uh, your, uh, one of your sessions that was the streaming one, and you worked that theme really well with I think, your title slide there. That was well done. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> I should have brought my uh, little uh, Lego DeLorean. I've got like a Lego guy. Yeah. I got Marty. I totally should oh, have brought awesome. them. <laughs> nice. Could have played with Legos while presenting. Awesome. <laughs> yep. No, um, I just one thing that I wanted to say just about the conference in general is one of the big themes I got from it was just the idea of like student empowerment and how students can be drivers of their own learning, not necessarily. Um, teachers don't always have all the answers and technology isn't always like the key to learning. Like sometimes it's about giving students the keys and let them do stuff. And I thought that was really apparent. And that was a big theme that I saw kind of repeated over and over again. And it was something that I presented on too. And it's just good to see like maybe in some school districts culture shifting towards seeing more teachers emphasizing that. Cause I, I'm, it just makes me really happy for students being looked at as more than just vessels for knowledge. Yeah. And I, I will say, I will close that by speaking to the closing keynote that we had. Uh, you know, we, as we were planning on the 35th conference, we wanted to make it a big deal. And how do we connect where we've been 35 years ago to where we're going now and, and everything and the future of Ed and, and um, Live Bits, I think, was, a, you know, an edgy choice because you get people to look at, well, why am I listening to a 10-year-old? Um, but at the same time, I think she just – her message of the kids can teach us, I think was, was huge. And, um, you know, I think it was a refreshing, uh, voice and to help other teachers in the room to say, you know what, you know, we don't need to be in front of the classroom every day, every minute, because our kids, our kids can really do a lot of that stuff. If we give them that voice. And, um, I thought she did an awesome job with that. Agreed. I admit, I'll admit I was skeptical, but I stayed and it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, we do have a last segment. It is called article discussion, and uh, we do have an article this time. But since MTC was so 
fantastic and gave us such, so many good discussion points. We are about five minutes away from our time frame. We want to kind of keep it to a 30-minute podcast. Um, we could go along if we want to, but, you know, 30 minutes is the attention span of a lot of us, I think. So, um, you know, it always – we're going to – I think it would be best to kind of hold that article over into our next episode. If anybody else uh, disagrees, uh, please let me know. But um, That works for me, Jonathan. Sounds great. Awesome. And so um, I do want to remind everybody that if you're not familiar, if you did not get a chance to go to the conference, everything can be found at MUTC at plus.org. Um, if you have the MUTC app, all the sessions are located there. Um, if the presenters gave us the notes and the slides and everything like that, that is going to be posted up there as well. So you can always get in there. And then as we made quick mention to the um, sessions that were in two different rooms, were streamed and are being archived and they will be up live uh, if they're not already up there. I know that we have all of them, but I haven't been at work. Um, I haven't been at work this week because I'm on paternity leave. So I don't know what's been done and what is not. So, um, but I know it's supposed to be up there. So feel free to check those out and check out all of Aaron's. And I think um, Josh, were you recorded too, I believe on Tuesday? Uh, yeah. So uh, Beth Huff and I did a leadership session and yeah, you can find that on there. It's, yeah. it was, it was one of the best. <laughs> and JP, I think we gave you a break this year, right? Yeah, I know you were recorded last year. You know, I was recorded last year, but I feel like I didn't stop presenting this year. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, be sure to check those out. And um, yeah, so let's close it out with a reminder for you all who we are, how you can connect with us, uh, any kind of Twitter information, websites that you want to share out, and um, where you can find us and all that. All right. Well, I guess I'll start. There you go. Aaron Lawson. Hello again. And uh, Twitter, uh, <laughs> Aaron underscore Lawson three. Follow me. Definitely follow her. She rocks. Um, uh, I'm Josh Howard. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Josh C. Howard, letter C in the middle there. And I also have a website, uh, joshchoward.com. And I, I have reflections from METC on there. And I also posted my session slides and resources on there. So if you didn't get a chance to come and you want to learn about uh, digital natives or YouTube in the classroom or, or technology leadership, there's a little bit of something there for everybody. And don't, and don't just take that and send in an email saying, hey, this is what I learned. And here are the slides. <laughs> right. Heard, Josh does not like that. You will incur my wrath. that. <laughs> So that's why you ignored my email last week. Thanks, Josh. Now I get it. I get it. Uh, I ignore everybody's emails. <laughs> JP, you're uh, last, buddy. Awesome. Uh, JP Presvento, Fox School District. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at JP Prez. Um, I'm listening to the EdTech Takeout podcast, and I – they keep talking about Snapchat, and I keep thinking I'm going to put stuff on there that's work-related, but I, I might be too old. I don't know. <laughs> um, find me on, on my website at jp, jppres.com. I haven't posted my MBTC stuff in a blog post yet, but now I'm going to since Josh just did. <laughs> Leader. <Very nice>. Leader. <laughs> and I'm Jonathan Lee. You can catch me on Twitter, uh, Voxer, uh, website, uh, jleetechpercent.org uh, um, is the website, and that, that – if you want to read some two-year-old posts, go ahead and check that website out. Uh, maybe, maybe I will work on a reflection of METC as well, since the others are doing that too. So that's the cool thing. 
Um, but uh, and then our next episode, episode two, hopefully you'll get a chance to meet Sam. She's also amazing as long uh, as um, the others in this group, and um, she'll join us from the Wentzville district next time. So that will bring episode one to the close. Thank you for checking it out. The, we are the EdTech Pod Squad, episode one. Um, that's about all I got. That's right. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's uh, been a lot of fun hanging out with y'all. All right. Thanks.